Hey, my name is Alyssa Wolf, and as a chronic pain specialist, I am on a mission to empower you to tackle your chronic pain naturally by uncovering hidden truths about pain and exposing the deeper cause. I aim to help you transform your relationship with pain because you've been in this relationship for long enough and you deserve better. You just need a little help to get out of it. And that is what the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast is all about. I'll be busting pain management myths, teaching you some of the mind-blowing neuroscience of pain, and help you overcome some of the roadblocks that are keeping you from seeing real, long-term improvements in pain. Stick with me, and in no time, you'll learn the keys to breaking up with stubborn pain so you can get back to doing what makes you, you, and living your fearless and fulfilling life. So if you have chronic pain and are looking for no fluff, natural, science-backed pain relief solutions, pull up a seat and get cozy because you are in the right place. Let's get started. If you have been in my world for a little while, at this point, you've probably heard me talk about my program, the chronic pain breakup method, which helps you beat chronic pain by retraining your nervous system. Now I teach an approach that addresses the nervous system. And so some of you may be wondering, well, how do I know if this is an approach that would work for me? Is this something that I should be learning more about? And that's what I'm going to be sharing with you today on this episode. So we're going to talk about who this is for, who this, who would be a good fit for this method and for this approach. So I use an approach that is based off of neuroscience research studies and clinical trials that helps you to change the activity in your nervous system to turn down the volume of pain. So not to get too much into the details and science of it, but basically, if you have any kind of pain, regardless of how it started or where it's located or what your diagnosis is, regardless of if you have a past injury or an incurable disease or a significant structural or mechanical problem or not, we now know that the nervous system can become sensitized. Okay, so this happens in about one in every four to five people. And there's many reasons why that happens, but that's a whole nother topic for a different day. But basically, there are these changes that happen in the nervous system that make the nervous system super sensitive. It starts to basically pick up more stimuli. It starts sending more danger messages. The messages themselves get amplified. The brain doesn't know what to do with the messages and the pain pathways themselves get stronger and stronger over time as they're practiced and reinforced. And these patterns begin to form between the pathways for uh, movements, for exercises, activities, or positions and pain. Okay. So the pain becomes more and more automatic. So for many people with chronic pain, these are very likely things that are going on that we can't see or test for with blood tests or with an MRI or with an x-ray, but they're quite possibly part of the pain problem for you. And the great news is that we can actually influence and change and modify and reverse some of the changes in the nervous system, in many cases, bringing so much more freedom, reducing pain and flare-ups and improving activity tolerance, getting people more active and reducing that brain fog that they're having, giving people their energy back, 
just by implementing an approach that addresses the nervous system instead of constantly trying these treatments that either cover up the pain like a Band-Aid or only address the structural or mechanical parts of the problem. So for many people, this can be that piece of their pain care that was so, so needed. And that's really exactly what it is. The nervous system approach is often the missing piece because it addresses the deeper cause. And now some of you may be listening and are just thinking, yeah, well, we know the cause of my pain. I already know the deeper cause of my pain. I have scoliosis or I have degenerative disc disease or I have a bad back or I have MS or RA or something, right? For some of you listening, you may have a known cause for your pain. I don't want you to think that just because you have a known cause for your pain that a nervous system approach isn't for you, okay? People I talk to do this all the time. They put up this roadblock for themselves because they've got a certain structural or mechanical problem, some disease or condition. Uh, when they And when they hear me say that this program addresses the deeper cause of their pain, they think that it won't help them. So if this is you, I'd like to invite you to try to view your pain or your condition from a slightly different viewpoint. I want you to see that there is absolutely something going on in your body. You've got, so, you've got some kind of disease or condition or something structural or mechanical going on. And there is no doubt in my mind about that. That 100% is contributing to your pain. And what I'd also like to invite you to see is that you also have a nervous system. And just like something can change in the structural integrity or mechanics of a joint, things can change in the activity inside your nervous system. It's like there's really two problems, or at least there's two parts of, at least two parts of the problem. You have the structural and mechanical aspects that are at the start of the pathway, so to speak, right? Those structures are picking up certain stimuli in your joints and tissues and are sending danger messages. And that, but that's just the beginning. That's just the very beginning of what happens next. What happens next is your nervous system has to take that message, relay the message, and then interpret the message to figure out what it means and then act or respond appropriately. So in that whole game of telephone that's going on inside your nervous system, the initial message can change as it gets passed along in the nervous system. The nervous system can actually amplify that message and make it louder. And thanks to certain changes in the brain, the brain can fail to correctly interpret those messages. And then the brain can respond in an overly protective manner. Okay, so even if you have a known uh, cause for your pain, like something structural, something mechanical, a disease or disorder, that's okay. You may still benefit from a nervous system approach, especially if there's not much, much else that can be done to treat your condition, right? Now, for those of you listening, there are uh, some of you who don't have a known cause. You're still searching for a diagnosis. Your tests have all come back normal. You have all this unexplained pain and mysterious symptoms, and no one seems to be able to really tell you what's going on. Whether you have a known cause for your pain or not, whether you have a diagnosis or not, regardless of where your pain is located or how it started, 
there is one thing that I know about you that I am 100% certain of. I'm certain that you have a nervous system. And we know that there are some changes that happen in the nervous system that cause the nervous system to become extra sensitive and that those changes lead to chronic persistent pain. And unless we address those changes in the nervous system, they're going to take a stronghold and the pain just isn't going to go anywhere. It's not going to change. So who benefits from this approach? What are the signs and symptoms that would indicate that someone would benefit from this approach? How do you know if you have the kind of problem that would get better with an approach that addresses the nervous system? Well, first of all, I want, I want to share a little bit of a disclaimer before I get into that list, because I'm going to share a group of characteristics of a nervous system problem. And what you need to understand is that this list is not a list of diagnostic criteria, okay? The thing is, we now know that these nervous system changes happen in every individual. And for some reason, these changes don't resolve in one in every four or five individuals, making the pain become chronic. But nervous system sensitivity presents differently in every individual. So there are certain factors that are really good indicators of a nervous system sensitivity problem, but it can look very different from person to person. So the thing that, um, the thing that you need to understand about these characteristics is that if you do have one of them or more, that is a good indicator that you may have some nervous system sensitivity. However, if you don't have one of these characteristics, that doesn't rule out nervous system sensitivity, okay? This is something I really want you to understand. Not having one or more of these characteristics does not rule out nervous system sensitivity. Having one or more of these characteristics does, however, point towards a nervous system problem. These characteristics are gonna help paint a picture for you of a pain problem that does involve some changes in the nervous system, okay? So probably the number one characteristic that points towards a nervous system problem is having pain for longer than six months that does not improve or resolve with traditional treatment methods. Okay, you see normal injuries have a normal process that they go through as they heal. And that process generally takes about six weeks, give or take, because not everyone is the same. But if pain persists for longer than that time frame, that may mean that these changes in the nervous system have happened. And for some unknown reason, they're not going back to normal on their own. Okay. Like I said, this kind of thing happens in one in every four or five individuals. We don't know exactly why that happens, although we have some theories, but we, we know that if pain lasts for longer than the normal time it takes to heal, then it's pretty safe to assume that there's some changes in the nervous system contributing to that pain that you're experiencing. And also, if the pain doesn't get better with traditional treatment methods, things like physical therapy, chiropractic care, injections, medications, or even surgery, that's also a really good indication of a nervous system problem because those treatments focus primarily on either covering up the symptom of pain, like a Band-Aid, like certain medications do, or they address the structural and mechanical parts of the pain problem. 
those treatment methods, the traditional treatment methods don't address the nervous system changes that are also part of this problem. So if those traditional treatments don't work and the pain is stubborn and sticks around for longer than it should, then that's a strong indication that you have a nervous system problem. So really having pain that lasts longer than six months that doesn't resolve with traditional treatment methods that's probably the strongest indicator of having a nervous system sensitivity problem. And quite honestly, I could probably stop the list right there. Like if that's you, if you've already met that criteria, then I'd be pretty confident in saying that you'd benefit from a nervous system retraining approach. And I could probably end the list right there. But like I said, I'm not going to, because I'm sure you'd like to know what some of the other characteristics are. So let's keep going. Okay, so what are some of the other characteristics of a nervous system sensitivity problem? Some indicators that your nervous system has undergone some changes that are causing and contributing to the experience of pain that you're feeling. Okay, so with nervous system sensitivity, pain tends to be more widespread rather than localized to one area. So pain may start out in one area and then spread, it may spread or travel or move. But really, oftentimes, there's pain in more than one region of the body, okay? Also, the pain tends to be more disproportionate to the extent of the injury or the disease, okay? So the pain is more intense. It's bigger. It's louder than what you would typically expect for whatever the condition is or the injury is. And the way that the pain responds to various stimuli is disproportionate to the severity of the stimuli as well, right? Hopefully that makes sense. So pain may be easily provoked with things that shouldn't normally be painful. Additionally, oftentimes there's no predictable pattern to the pain. You know, you may just, uh, you may know what some of your more common, um, your most common triggers are that bring on your pain, but for the most part, the pain may be pretty unpredictable. Some days walking a block is just fine, while other days walking a block sends you into a three-day pain flare, right? Pain that results from a nervous system sensitivity problem is often unpredictable, and it can even pop up spontaneously at times where it just seems like there's just nothing that provoked it at all, right? Has that ever happened to you where you just kind of, you're just sitting there and then all of a sudden the pain just comes on suddenly without, without any rhyme or reason? out of nowhere. And then the next thing you know, you're just kind of racking your brain, trying to think about like, well, what did I do wrong? Why did I, what did I do to cause this pain? Well, it could be that maybe you didn't actually do anything wrong. And the search for that one thing that caused the pain may be futile because it could be that you have a sensitive nervous system. So back to our list of things that um, may be good indicators of a nervous system sensitivity problem. The next one is that pain is associated, um, that pain that's associated with a nervous system problem tends to be higher in its severity and its irritability. And what that means is that the pain is often very intense and significantly affects the person's ability to function. And it means that the pain tends to be easily brought on and easily provoked, and it can take a longer time for it to calm down. Then the pain of a nervous system problem also tends to be much more of a constant pain, 
meaning it's there. It's kind of there always, all the time. It's always there. Of course, it can fluctuate. Of course, it can get worse and it can get better. For sure, you'll have some good days and bad days, but it, it's pretty much just always there all the time, okay? So those are some of the characteristics of the pain itself. But a nervous system sensitivity problem is often also associated with some other unpleasant experiences as well. But again, not everyone presents with all of these experiences. And also there's various different ways that these things can present in different individuals. So if you have one or more of these that tells us that you may have a nervous system problem, but if you don't have one or more of these, that doesn't rule out a nervous system sensitivity problem either, okay? So those with nervous system sensitivity tend to have problems with sleep, okay? Whether that's difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep or not feeling well rested, there tends to be a problem with getting sleep one way or another. The pain also often comes with fatigue, like fatigue, like real fatigue, exhaustion. We're talking not your normal kind of tiredness that we all experience all the time in today's world where everyone is just burnt out and tired all the time, right? We're talking fatigue, okay? And also brain fog. So complete and utter exhaustion is a very common experience that comes with these changes in the nervous system and brain fog. One of the results of these changes in the nervous system is brain fog or difficulty concentrating, difficulty focusing, difficulty thinking or problem solving and difficulty remembering, right? Very fun stuff, right? The pain of a nervous system problem is also often tied to depression and even more often anxiety. So there's lots of fear and worry and stress associated with the pain. Irritability becomes part of the problem, of course, as well. And of course, mood changes, feeling down or depressed. These are normal experiences for folks with nervous system sensitivity. And while I'm talking about this, I'll remind you that these changes in mood, the depression and the anxiety, the irritability, are more of a symptom of the problem rather than a cause of the problem, okay? And unfortunately, the problem with the nervous system has an effect on some of the other systems in the body as well. So oftentimes we'll see some problems with the GI or digestive system, okay? So these things pop up in lots of different ways, but you may see things like food intolerances, um, diarrhea, constipation, acid reflux, some changes in food cravings or in your appetite, weight gain, developing ulcers, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, or really any other kind of digestive system type of problem. Now, no matter how it presents, it can oftentimes have an effect on the digestive system one way or another, okay? It can also take a toll on the reproductive system as well. And again, this can present itself in many different ways. So sometimes people will have pain, chronic pain, but also have very painful or abnormal menstrual cycles, PCOS, difficulty with getting pregnant, having miscarriages, uh, endometriosis, uterine fibroids, all those kinds of things. But most of the time, we often will see very low libido and difficulty with getting aroused, okay? So it impacts the reproductive system. And then of course, we see this all the time and it can have, it 
also has an effect on the immune system. Okay, so a nervous system sensitivity problem is often associated with these changes in immune system function. And again, this can present in many different ways, but sometimes it shows up as an immune system imbalance where there's too much inflammation systemically. Sometimes there is an autoimmune disease. Sometimes there's some new allergies that start to pop up, or sometimes it can just feel like you're just always sick all the time or always about to catch a cold. But regardless of how it presents, there oftentimes is some kind of problem with the immune system function in some way or another. Now, some of you may be thinking, wow, it really sounds like she just described my fibromyalgia or she just described my MS or RA or CRPS or lupus or long COVID or Lyme's disease or chronic fatigue or POTS or my immune, autoimmune disease, right? Yes, of course, it sounds like that because all of those conditions are tied to these changes in the nervous system. All of these conditions have this nervous system sensitivity component in common, but you don't need to have a certain diagnosis or disease or background to be someone who would benefit from an approach that addresses the, the changes in the nervous system. So if you're listening today and this is all making sense to you, if you're kind of nodding your head along, you're thinking, oh my gosh, yes, this could be me, then yes, you'd probably benefit from a nervous system retraining approach. You need to understand that we can actually influence and change the pathways and the activity in our nervous system. I know it sounds crazy, uh, but we can. And that can bring you so much less pain. And that should be very exciting to you if you've lived with pain for a very long time. Now, you may be someone who benefits from this approach, but there are people who this approach is not a good fit for. Of course there are, okay? So this approach is not for people who are still searching for a quick fix. So nervous system sensitivity doesn't just pop up overnight, right? It's a long-term problem that requires a long-term solution, and that takes time. There is no quick fix solution to address the changes in the nervous system, right? We're talking about retraining pathways in the nervous system that are hardwired, that have been there for a very long time. We're talking about changing the activity and even the structure of the nervous system to have a long-term impact. And that is going to take some time. That's going to take some commitment. So this isn't an approach for those who want a quick fix or a magic pill and who don't want to do the work. But those who are fully committed and are willing to make their health and their pain care more of a priority, those are the ones who this method works best for. Because, you know, I can teach you and I can show you what to do, but unless you do it, it won't work, right? So it does take some commitment. And that kind of commitment is a choice that you have to make, ultimately. That is, it is your choice to prioritize yourself and your pain care right now as more of an investment in your future, right? And with that being said, this is something, this is something where I know that you probably feel super defeated because you've probably already done so much and tried so hard. You've already spent thousands on trying to treat and manage your pain. So I know it's hard to say that you're fully committed to diving back in again to something new with a hundred percent effort and excitement and motivation. Of course, you're probably not super motivated to have to do something else, 
try something else new and do so much work, especially when the payoff is delayed, right? Like I said, it takes time to see results. The results are not immediate. And so if you're already drained and defeated, I want you to know that you really can do this, right? If you come into this with just the slightest little bit of hope, you have a hope for something different in your life and you have a dream that, that'll do one day to be able to live a life where you can get through a full week without having to take sick days off of work or where you can get more active so you can get in shape enough to travel or you can be there for your kids and take them on adventures and go on trips. You know, if you have hope that you will one day start to be able to live a more normal life where you can just, you don't have to constantly be worrying about your pain and what things you can or can't do or how your body will react to certain things or that you won't need to worry about how long a flare-up is going to last because you'll know what you can do to get out of it faster as soon as it starts. So the thoughts of, you know, will this ever end? They won't consume you for days or weeks on ends. Okay, so if you have a little bit of hope for something like that or some version of that, then you have everything you need to be successful. You will not be able to rely on your motivation alone to carry you because there are going to be days where you're, you will experience setbacks. There are going to be days where you're just tired, fed up, frustrated, drained, and you simply just cannot rely on your motivation to make you stick to it. There are going to be times where you struggle to understand things. There are going to be days where you struggle to implement the drills. And those days, you'll feel like giving up. You'll feel like a failure. And you're, you're going to feel like you've started over. And there will be days where the fear of this, like, will this ever work kind of fear will creep in. And it will try to slow down your progress and will um, try to convince you that you're more comfortable and safer with the way that things were. The fear will lie to you and tell you that you are more comfortable in your discomfort and will torment you and fight you to resist this change. So there will be days where you won't want to keep going. And so you cannot rely on having motivation to keep you going all alone, all alone, right? That's why you need support. That's why you need to get the expert to ask questions to and get guidance when things are hard or get guidance when things are going really well right? And you need that community to support you and lift you up when it gets hard and to celebrate you when you have wins and things that you're proud of that you have done the hard thing, right? And you need that built-in accountability that is that constant reminder that, hey, you got to do this. I know it's hard, but this is the focus. This is your priority right now. So what's the plan for this week? What's the plan for today, right? And to be able to look back and see how much you've accomplished in the last week, because, you know, when you're in it, when you're in that journey, sometimes it's really hard to recognize the progress that you're making, but it's also important to really just get that reminder to look back and recognize that progress you have made and the goals that you have accomplished and the things that you have done when it was hard, because it will help you to feel more motivated, right? But like I said, you don't have to have motivation. You just need to be committed to saying, not this, not anymore. I'm not settling for this. Because if you can do that, you'll have everything else that you need to be successful. And also, if you want to learn more about if 
you would benefit from a nervous system retraining approach, I want you to check out my free workshop. It's called How to Master Chronic Pain Naturally, where I'm going to be going over a um, really helpful overview of why nothing you've tried in the past has worked and what to do instead to, to help you beat your stubborn pain naturally so you can get back in control of your life without having to rely solely on pills or more procedures or painful physical therapy exercises. So I will leave a link in the description where you can sign up for that workshop. Again, it's free, it's live. So save your seat to get access to that workshop, right? And so I'm really hoping that today you've got a bit more clarity on your pain and some clarity about where you may need to go from here that you may really benefit from an approach that involves retraining your nervous system and that you'd really be a good fit for this method. So <laughs> please be sure to share this episode and subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you for listening. And again, until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, you can connect with me and other pain crusaders inside my private Facebook group, Battling Chronic Pain with Neuroscience, where these episodes are actually recorded live. And I'd love to hear from you. Share your questions and biggest struggles with your chronic pain recovery journey by reaching out to me on Facebook or on Instagram at Pain Crusader. Thanks again for listening and never stop learning.